Our scripture today is from Psalm 19, verses 7 through 14, from the New Revised Standard Version and the Living Bible. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. There is a word from the Lord today, and it is my honor to bring it to you in a teaching that I've entitled, Acceptable Acts. Pray with me, please. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Now, how many times have you heard a preacher use that verse from Psalm 19, that's the 14th verse of Psalm 19, to start off a sermon, like I just did, as a prayer. And, and some of you remember that in our AME discipline, in our AME way of doing service when we had calls to worship, those, those words, one of our standard calls of worship, was the last words of my call of worship. Let the words of my mouth, and you can say it, and the meditations of my heart. Come on, say it with me. To be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We can measure our lives in so many different ways. Uh We can measure our lives in the number of years that we lived. You know, we we just lost Betty White, who was almost 100 years old. Uh We we just lost Sidney Poitier, who was 92 or so. So we can measure our lives in the number of years that we've lived. But we can also measure our lives by the academic career that we may have. We can measure our lives by the civic career that we may have. We can measure our lives by all the other achievements that we may have attained within our lives. The children that we birthed and raised. The work that we've done in our churches. However, for us to hear 
God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Our lives will be judged by the acts that we did, the acceptable acts that we did, because the verse says this, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. Words of our mouth and meditations of our hearts become the actions of things that we do. The words we speak become the actions of our lives. Remember when you said, I do? What actions happen after that? The words of our lives bring actions. Did actions happen with the words of Dr. King? The words of our lives bring action. How many times have you been watching a football game and the quarterback is in the huddle and the quarterback has words to the team he calls to play and then he gets to the line, 87, Omaha, 2, hot, hot, hot. It brings action. And the word of God living with us, it also brings action. The meditations of our hearts are the thoughts that also brings actions. How, how, how often have you been thinking about things and your thinking brings actions? For example, how many of you have been thinking about that dress in the store? You've been thinking about it? Or that thing on Amazon, you've been thinking about it? I know some stuff on Amazon I've been thinking about. And my thinking brings action because I buy it or do something about it. How about that $9 latte at Starbucks you may be thinking about that you do every morning? That thinking brings action. Or how many times have you said to yourself or someone else, what in the world were you thinking about to explain some action or words that you did? For example, some senator did something like this last week. Yes. What, what, what's your message for voters of color who are concerned that without the John L. Lewis Voting Rights Act, they're not going to be able to vote in the midterm? Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. A recent survey, 94% uh, of Americans thought it was easy to vote. Uh, this is not a problem. Uh, did you see some words there? So uh, we're African-Americans, and then there are what? Americans. Folks, I got news for you. We're Americans. We were born here. Most of us are going to die here. We ain't going nowhere. And part of being an American, part of being an American citizen is the right to do what? Vote. And we're not stupid. We know what's going on with that right to vote. And we know what the Congress did last week or didn't do last week. So we know what we've got to do. We have to vote. No matter how long the line is, or no matter how many obstacles they put before us in terms of the drop boxes, or what you got to do to get your absentee ballot in, we got to vote. Amen. 
because there's a whole lot of people. He said what he thought. The words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. Amen. So the meditations of his heart and the words match. Amen. We got what? Americans. And we got African Americans. And there is no problem. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Saints, what David, the author of Psalm 19, is praying for is for God to make his words and meditations to be turned into acceptable acts. Acceptable acts. So what are acceptable acts? What are they? In verse 7 of Psalm 19, it reminds us that the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. Our acceptable acts are the instructions that God gives us. And then he goes on to say that the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple. The theme continues in verse 8 with David saying, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing what? Joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for the living. And then in verse 10, David tells us that the law of the Lord is more desirable than gold. Sister Rose, you know, we, we're going to collect some gold here, okay? And they're sweeter. They're sweeter than honey dripping from the comb. Clearly saying that if we do not follow the commandments of the Lord, there may be some punishment there. Acceptable acts are following the commandments of the Lord. But David understands in these verses that because of the human condition, you know what we do? We sin. So in verse 12, he says this, the sins are lurking in his heart. And he asked the Lord to cleanse him from these hidden faults. And he says to the Lord, please do not let them control me. Acceptable acts happen when we understand that we have human frailties and we want the Lord to help us. Now with all that on his mind, the perfection and greatness of God's law and the sins that are lurking on his heart, David in verse 14 prays this, and I want you to say it too with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Because our words and meditations bring action. And we want the acts of our lives to be acceptable to God. Because that's what God is going to look for us. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. What acts did you do while you were here on earth? What we can learn from David is that we need to live a life performing acceptable acts. Now, as I said earlier, Life is made up of more than just the years that we live. More importantly, our lives are measured by the acts that we take. 
acts that are what? Acceptable to God. Now, I want to introduce you to somebody. Someone whose picture graces the cover of our building. His name is General Charles E. McGee. I'm Charles Edward McGee, Air Force retired and uh, originally from, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio in 1919. Tuskegee Airmen are black pilots, mechanics and support people who, when our country declared war against Hitler, came forward and uh, dispelled the biases and generalizations that because of the color of our skin, we couldn't support our country in a technical area. Our task was to keep the air clear of German fighters that were uh, destroying many of our bombers. You know, we thought we had enough guns on the B-17s and B-24s to protect them. That wasn't so, and that's why the escort work began. We also destroyed a lot of the Germany's war-making potential on the ground. The Pittsburgh Courier came out and said, no, we're, this is a double victory activity for black Americans fighting against Hitler in Europe and also fighting against racism here at home. One thing personally, folks say, well, how'd you face that? I said, well, I grew up learning that, uh, you know, you treat others like you want to be treated. So important, and then realizing that the value lessons that sustained us are just as important to, for the young people today and what they face for America's future and preserving the freedoms we claim we all so much enjoy. Don't let the circumstances be an excuse for not achieving. We could have very, oh, they don't like me, they don't want me, and gone off in the corner with our head bowed. That's not the American way. And new tonight, one of America's greatest aviators has died at the age of 102 years old. Brigadier General Charles McGee passed away in his sleep this morning. He was one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. McGee made history by completing 409 combat missions and served in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. His lifetime of service was honored with the Congressional Gold Medal in 2007. Let me say it again. Life is made up more than just the years that we live. Life is made up of the acts, the acceptable acts that we do. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be what? Acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. By all accounts, General McGee, the son of an AME preacher and Brother Cochran, an alpha man, lived a life full of acceptable actions. He was an Eagle Scout, a top student in high school, an engineering student at the University of Illinois who cut short his studies to join the Tuskegee Airmen. A husband and a father of three, the general spent his post-military career in executive positions. The general was founder, it was one of the founders and past president of the Tuskegee Airmen, a nonprofit designed to tell the story of the airmen and promoting excellence, especially in communities of color. He lectured 
wildly about flying, and at age 100, he got in the cockpit and flew a plane. God will give us strength. God will give us joy. God will give us peace when we spend a life doing acceptable acts. General Charles McGee leaves a 102-year legacy. For us to know what is possible, living a life doing acceptable acts for the Lord. So the question that we all have today is this. Are we living lives doing acceptable acts for the Lord? Are we living lives doing acceptable acts for the Lord? Are our actions pleasing to the Lord? With that question, you may be thinking of another question. How do I ensure that my actions are acceptable to the Lord? Again, if we look at Psalm 19, David gives us some answers. So, Sister Bracey, here comes the three points, okay? All right, point number one. We can perform acceptable acts by knowing what God expects from us. We can perform acceptable acts by knowing what God expects for us. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 tells us once again that the instructions of the Lord are perfect. Reviving the soul. So if we are doing acceptable acts for the Lord, our souls will be revived. If you're running around doing unacceptable acts, what happens? You get all tired. You get all weary. However, the simple truth is this. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy. Making the wise simple. Following the Lord is not all that complicated. Uh I used to think it was, but it's not all that complicated. Uh However, the simple truth is this. A lot of folks are doing unacceptable acts because they're not taking the guidebook the Lord has given us. And you know what the guidebook the Lord has given us? The Bible. And we're not taking the guidebook the Lord has given us because they don't read the Bible. A recent study from Lifeway says that only 32% of Americans who attend a Protestant church say that they read the Bible personally every single day. You know, perhaps Google has made us a little stupid and we've lost the ability to concentrate. Perhaps we are surrounded by too many distractions. And so that the Bible gets displaced by things like Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, Disney Plus, and all the games and stuff that are available right here on this phone. But for many, it's a little bit more subtle. You're not being distracted by all that stuff. And let me talk about me personally. So, this is my Bible. One of the Bibles I have. But I get distracted because you know what I do? I I do Bible studies. And I do devotions. And I do 
all sorts of things with this Bible. But sometimes I'm doing all of those things and, I, and, and I'm not taking time out to read the Bible for myself. I'm using it every day. Believe me, I'm using it every single day. But am I taking time out to read it for myself? So that's why I urge you to come to our Tuesday night one-hour call on the phone when we're doing Bible study. Because it will get you in the habit of doing what? Reading the Bible for yourself. And, and we give you the book so you know what we're getting ready to read the next time. So you read the Bible for yourself. Or come to our Thursday night Bible study. When we once again, we've got a book, we've got a curriculum where you can have an opportunity to read the Bible for yourself. Now here's the second thing. Second point here. We can perform acceptable acts for the Lord by knowing our temptations and weaknesses. In verse 12, Paul says this, How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Paul's right. We, we're sinners, saved by grace, but we also know our weaknesses, don't we? Yeah, I know. If Chick-fil-A was open right now, after church, I'd be at the Chick-fil-A. But it's not. That's just one of our many weaknesses. So, we know our weaknesses, but we may also have hidden weaknesses, things that we don't know. And so that's why I'm urging you to have what I call an accountability partner. Someone who can hold your feet to the fire and say, you know, Marvin, you are messing up today. And your accountability partner does not have to be just necessarily one person. In my life, I've got several people and entities that I count as accountability partners that I want to get feedback from, that you're doing this, you're not doing this, or whatever. Because I may not know the things that I'm doing wrong. So I appreciate when I talk to some of the officers of the church and when you guys call me and you give me your feedback. I appreciate it. It's not like I don't want to hear it. Maybe it may be kind of tough to hear sometimes. And it is tough to hear feedback from that person who would tell you the unbarnished truth, right? Amen. But do we need it? Yes, we do. Because Paul has told us, I mean, I'm sorry, David has told us in this verse that, that yeah, I got sins, but I got hidden sins and stuff that I don't even know. An accountability partner can help you do that. Because we're not intended to live this Christian life alone. We need people in our lives to help us. Now here's the final point, Sister Bracey. Point number three. We can perform acceptable acts for the Lord when the Lord guides the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts. Verse 13 and 14 really sums it up. In verse 13 of Psalm 19, it says, 
Keep your servant from deliberate sins. So what David is doing is he's praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, keep me from these deliberate sins. Because you know, you know how I sin. You know how I sin. I'm supposed to be losing weight. I'm down at the Chick-fil-A. Don't let them control me. He's praying that to the Lord. That I'll be free of guilt and innocent of great sins. And then he says in verse 14, say it with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So what David is doing is he's praying to the Lord. This verse, this verse 14, is a prayer, 13 and 14, are prayers to the Lord. So we talked about General McGee and all of his combat missions, over 400 of them. Do you think that when he got in that plane, because these are combat missions, he's not, he, these are not, these are not little Delta pilots going from Atlanta to Tupelo, Mississippi. These are what? Combat missions. And what happens in combat? Somebody may get killed. Do you think he prayed? And, how, and, and this is the interesting thing. This man died in his sleep at 102. He could have died so many ways and doing over 400 combat missions. We can do acceptable acts when we pray to the Lord. So, the other day I was working on a, on a certification program I was trying to do. And there was a test on this certification program, so I had to take this test. And it was online, so I was taking the test, and you had to get 90 percentile, 90 percentile, okay? You had to get 90 percentile, Sister Cheryl, to pass the test. So the first time I took the test, you know what happened, Sister Rose? I got 88%. <clears throat> Man, just almost there. So I took the test again, and you know what the, the test showed? You know what the test showed? Sister Brace, I had 85%. I went down. And then my accountability partner, one of my accountability partners happened to, to, to call me and, and, and she said, Well, what are you doing? And I told her, you know, I'm taking this test. And I can't, I just can't seem to get this 90%. I told her about the 88, told her about the 85. And she said, Have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? And I'm the preacher. Have you prayed about it? No, I hadn't prayed about it. So I prayed. I took the test again. And hallelujah, I made 91%. We can do acceptable acts when we pray about them. When we take the time to pray about them. Because we can get busy. And I'm the preacher. We can get busy. When you get in your car, when you're just driving from point A to point B, how many times do you just say, Lord, traveling mercies? Because that's a combat mission, isn't it? So today, if you want your acts to be acceptable to the Lord, 
Pray with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And in Jesus' name I pray, let us all say, Amen. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer with me, guess what? You are saved because you have asked the Lord for acceptable actions in your life. But your salvation is dependent upon you hooking up with a group of believers who can keep you accountable. Because if you try to do it all by yourself, guess what's going to happen? You're going to fail. You're going to say, yeah, yeah, but the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my sight. And you will fail because you need other people around you. Sister Felicia, just this morning, because I was so busy trying to set up everything, and she said, aren't you going to pray?
saints, it's your faithfulness to greater St. Peter that enables us to do the work of the Lord. There are four ways you can give to us. First, you can use Cash App at dollar sign G-S-P-A-M-E-C. Second, you can text to give at 770-284-0771. Third, you can use Zelly by typing Greater St. Peter 9540 at yahoo.com. Fourth and family, you can mail your contribution to 9540 Fayetteville Road, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30238. Thank you and blessings. <laughs>